And I'm not talking about just being the strongest person in your gym. I'm talking about being strong at a competitive level at that quarterfinals, semifinals level, or even the like elite level at like New Zealand local competitions. Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. The necessary process of getting stronger if you want to be a competitive CrossFit athlete. So if you want to be a high-performing CrossFit athlete, there is no question that there is a certain level of strength that's required. And this was proven recently with 23.2B, the one RM thruster in the CrossFit Open. There's athletes that I've been looking at just at the leaderboard out of interest and just kind of seeing how amazing their first scores were, like getting top in the world, but then getting... 150,000th in the uh, thruster, which these guys are very fit, they're talented, they've got good skill, good competency, but they're just pushed hundreds and hundreds of places down the leaderboard because their strength is outweighed uh, relative to the rest of the field. And that's really highlighted in the open when a big lift does come up. Now, Athletes like this, you're not going to completely write them off for the season because their their other scores and their other capacity is really good. Uh, but many of us don't have this luxury. And so we need to and get stronger, really. And we all know that we probably, a lot of us know that we need to get stronger. And so the question then is, why are we all not stronger? <clears throat> and I think that there personally is a disconnect between what you know you need to do as far as your strength training and actually what it takes to follow through and do it. Because getting truly stronger is easier said than done, especially in the sport of CrossFit. And I'm not talking about just being the strongest person in your gym. I'm talking about being strong at a competitive level at that quarterfinals, semifinals level, or even the like elite level at like New Zealand local competitions. And so let's define uh, strength because it can fall into a couple different categories. And so what I'm primarily referring to here is external load. So primarily on the barbell. And first of all, you've got your top end strength. That's your 1RM numbers. And then you have your submax strength, which is your ability to repeat higher percentage numbers in workouts, particularly under fatigue. And so those are kind of the two areas of strength that you need as a CrossFit athlete, particularly when it comes to the barbell. And so I like to refer to the process of getting stronger as a build phase. And throughout this chat, I'll talk to it, uh, talk about it as a build phase. And so what is a build phase? A build phase is essentially a period of time where you're just focusing on the restricting factor, which is your strength and potentially your size if you are a smaller athlete that doesn't carry a lot of mass. And so who should be completing a build phase? Who should be doing a build phase? And so that is all the athletes that are on the smaller side um, that need to just build that massive amount of strength in order to be competitive against other athletes. Um, and so, as I mentioned, strength is a relative term, but in this case, it's been able to ha handle those rigors of moving those moderate to heavy loads over multiple reps and sets 
um, not just uh, having a big 1RM because I've seen it a million times where like a smaller athlete might have a good 1RM on like a clean and jerk or a snatch or even a squat or a deadlift and they might be able to equal some of their bigger counterparts but then they get pumped when they're not able to move those submax loads where like being requiring move like say 80% of their one rep max for multiple reps and rounds it catches up with them quite quickly and that's when having a little bit of additional mass is going to um, help you and fall into your favor <clears throat> and so if you fall into that category then you're probably going to need to add some size to your frame and if you want to be competitive in the sport of crossfit and then once yeah having those decent one rms but it's not the be all and end all when it, when we're talking about strength and crossfit and so why should you do a build phase and well, you should do a build phase if you're drastically held back in your ability to handle those heavier loads on that barbell because you, you've seen how much barbell there is in the sport and as if competing in the sport is important to you and you are a lot smaller in physique and stature um, than some of the larger athletes and you know that the barbell isn't your strongest, your strongest suit, then building some size and adding some armor needs to be uh, where you direct your attention for a period of time. And so... The, how long should you kind of move your focus into a build phase? And so this comes down to how much size you actually need to gain. So the, it's really how long is a piece of string? And in regards to this, we can refer to the ideal ranges of competitive CrossFit athletes. Now, this is um, based on the data of CrossFit Games athletes. And so... <clears throat> The top CrossFit Games athletes, males, are around that 5'10 to just under 6 foot um, and weigh around that 80-ish kilos. Um, oh, sorry, the high 80 kilos. And so you'd probably want to be looking to add around getting closer to those those mid to 80s. Sorry, I'll, I'll make that a little bit clearer. That we want you to be in the high 80 kilos um, if you are one of those smaller athletes. And so... Once we know where you're at, that's where we can look to increase your calories and change your training accordingly and do this over the case of like a steady rate over a 90 day period. So that is going to be the starting point. And then every 90 days, you can kind of reassess where you're at um, because this way we can keep a good eye on like your gymnastics and conditioning base hopefully not giving away too much in that department and at the same time you can see some notable noticeable strength improvements <clears throat> now you're probably going to need multiple 90-day cycles to reach your ultimate target because the thing with building strength is it takes time and it actually takes a long time and chances are you're not going to achieve your ultimate goal in three months True, set, true strength is something that's really achieved over years of consistent strength training, but it all starts with your first cycle. And what you see with many athletes is they enter a strength phase, they gain some strength, and then they maintain or plateau for a while. Then this strength becomes their new starting point, and then we repeat the process, each time building on that last phase. And the thing with strength improvement is it's not a perfect like linear improvement. It's not a perfect straight line up. There's going to be ups and downs and plateaus, but this is part of the process. And so if you need to put on some size, put on some muscle and get a bit stronger, when is the ideal time for you to do this? <clears throat> now, 
the ideal time is if you are following the CrossFit Games season and you want to perform at uh, the Open and the quarterfinal, semifinal level, then you want to be doing this in what we'd call like the end of the season or the off season. That's going to be different depending on how far you progress each season. Um, but it's a period of time where you can put a little bit less effort into your strength building um, while your conditioning can still be maintained but it's not going to be the primary focus. And you can shift your focus to moving those heavier loads, increasing your lifting volume, and getting the benefit of like doing some like added strongman work, which you probably just won't have time for during uh, the peak of the season leading up into the open or the heavy competition season. At the same time, we're going to increase those calories gradually without massively. This is going to mean that you're going to put on a little bit of size, but hopefully it won't massively um, hinder your gymnastics and conditioning as well. Um, and so you're going to be able to make some decent strength gains throughout those processes. And during like the, like, uh, call it the off season um, like there's always crossfit competitions on that don't follow the actual season you're still going to be able to compete if you wanted to you just might not be in your peak condition because you're going to be looking for like having a, a time frame where you're ultimately essentially wanting uh, to peak if you enjoy our content that we're providing please like and share with your fellow gym goers leave us a review and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media we really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers. Now, I've seen quite a bit uh, over my uh, coaching career and competing career where athletes ask the question, well, should I stop conditioning altogether and should I just focus on strength work, just purely focus on strength work? And the answer to that is no. In our experience, you're best to be like prepared year round and the best, most equipped CrossFit athletes are able to gain strength and size and still maintain a bit of that conditioning all year round. And so concurrent training uh, research over the years has consistently found that both training variables can happen year round. And so the, that means you can add weight to your frame and still maintain your fitness if, if you do it correctly. What does need to be taken in consideration more so is the timing and the structure of the programming. If you're in a build phase, then emphasis is going to need to be on your lifting and your heavy compound movements. And <clears throat> that's going to be the bread and butter of your training sessions. And so you're going to want to primarily do those at the start of every session. And then conditioning will be completed towards the end of the session. So it's your classic strength and conditioning um, style training, or it can actually be your conditioning can be done in a complete uh, separate session so that you can recover from your strength training properly and give your conditioning the, the focus that it needs. Um, when you're trying to add body weight and strength and condition at the same time, recovery, um, not just your food, becomes increasingly important because of the additional stress that strength training does put on your body. And so with the Renegade program, you've got all that covered. Um, so because as per as you guys all know, the programming each day kicks off with some sort of lifting or compound work that you can put your focus into that aspect of your training. Um, and then your conditioning always follows anyway. And in regards to this, we're going to steer you in the right direction of how you should attack these concurrent sessions, even to go as far as help you shorten up conditioning work if that needs to be done when if you're a real hard gainer. And so I'm talking about the guys that 
can't put on weight like whatsoever not not the, those of us that look at a burger and put on weight um those the super hard gainers it may be a case that you just reduce the volume of conditioning that you do not stop it altogether um if anything this programming and the way that it's structured is going to accelerate your journey because you can have those added calories you're going to be putting on some good size and it's going to be able to push you along to get some mass moving mass because that's what it all comes down to is your mass moving mass and so with this process though uh it's it's quite a tough journey to go on especially for those of you that are hard gainers um and it does require a bit of a mindset shift because when you're initiating this change towards um and putting on body weight and your performance goals it's pretty too it's really important to understand the patience that required patience that is required um because these t- changes they take time to take place and they take time to stick okay so like i'm sure you guys have all hit a pr and then you might have dropped off your strength training for a little bit and then you can't hit that weight again and you're like what the hell happened why can't i hit that weight anymore it's because you haven't spent enough time training at that weight for that to become your new normal and there's also going to be the fact that there's going to be significant changes to the way that your body moves and performs along the way if you've always been a small athlete or a fast athlete or a good runner or whatever that might be whatever your body type is that is usually associated with the lighter athletes or smaller athletes and you start putting on mass the things that used to be super easy for you are inevitably going to get hard but as i just discussed at the start it's a necessary part of the process if you want to be competitive in the sport because you can have like literally the biggest engine in the world for running and doing burpee pull-ups like i said the guy who won uh 23.2a like absolute engine he got nearly 200 reps in the burpee pull-up workout yet he only thrusted 105 kgs so massive engine but weak relative to his competitors and that meant that he got a first place and a hundred and fifty thousandth or something like that and so what does that equal out to it equals out to the equivalent of pretty much two seventy-five thousandth places and so you can just see how important having that uh strength to back up your engine is and so even if he had got like 20 reps less in the workout or 30 reps less in the workout but was able to add 20 or 30 kgs more he probably would have had like maybe a 50th place and then like maybe a 500th place and that would have been the equivalent to like 250 to 250 place finishes if that makes sense for you guys that understand the crossfit games leaderboard and so you get my point um if you want to be competitive in the sport you need to have the strength to match your engine and that takes time and so the biggest key factor in making changes and making sure they stick is ensuring that you have a solid anchor and you must continually refer back to it to keep you on track and what i mean by that is is i mean that is from a mental standpoint is that you have a reason for this change a goal like why are you putting yourself through the struggle to get stronger um, because the journey to get stronger and to put on size is long um, there's a lot of times where it doesn't feel rewarding there's a lot of times we're going to feel worse in the gym you need a reason that's powerful enough that when you're having these tough days you can refer back to it and you can go well the reason i'm doing this is because i want to be 
one of the best. Or you need your own strong why. I can't come up with your why. Um, because there's even going to be times when you don't even want to eat the food because it's too much and it's too hard. But you, you have to have that. You need that anchor to keep you on track. So, for example, like you can go through the process of asking yourself why you're doing this or what you're trying to do. So starting off, or well, putting on muscle and size because I'm, I'm weak. Um, I get thrown around by heavy barbells and any kind of strength work scares me. And then you ask yourself, why is it important to, to change that? And because the answer is, if you can turn it around, you could be a high performer and a top tier athlete. And why is that important to you? It's because you want to see what your body's truly capable of. As I said, I can't be the one that comes up with your why. You have to come up with it yourself. But having a why is going to be very valuable and very important for you to be able to stick the path because there's going to be times where you're going to have to, as I said, eat all that food and it's it's not going to be super enjoyable, but it's the, the old adage, short-term pain for long-term gain. And um, you have to regularly remind yourself of the bigger picture and why these goals are important for you. And that conviction is going to want you to, it's going to be what t- it takes to override you dropping off track. And so just some final thoughts um, about what you may encounter when you're going through a build phase. There are going to be times during your build phase uh, where it gets tough. Um, And so you're going to have to be prepared, like, as I said, declines in performance, not being able to get your calories in, uh, feeling sluggish, maybe even gaining a little bit of fat. Um, And when you're faced with those bumps in the road, um, if you're prepared for them, it can help you through it a little bit more. And so the first one is to accept that there's going to be a little bit of fat gain. Um, When you're bulking and you're in a calorie surplus, it's not all going to turn perfectly into muscle. It can for some people, but a bit of fat gain is inevitable for most people. And so accepting that is just part of the journey and reminding yourself that it is only temporary and it's part of the larger goal. Um, And so you're building to become something big in the sport. And remember, once you ramp up your conditioning again closer to when you want to be peaking, you're going to lean out. Second is focusing on your performance metrics around your lifting or the stuff that you're trying to improve. And so when you're in that kind of bulking um, phase or building phase, um, it's a way to stay motivated is to focus on the little strength gains that you're going to get. So focus on the positive stuff that's going to happen rather than putting your energy into the stuff that might not be as good, which might be your gymnastics, which might be falling back or maybe running's feeling uh, a little bit harder. And then finally, trust the process because this, like we've been through it with tons and tons of athletes. Um, If you can stick the course of the path and you can stay diligent and stay consistent um, and focus on your performance and maybe not how you look, um, you will get stronger and you will reap the rewards, but you have to trust that it's going to be the best thing for you to do in the long term. And so understanding that is going to go in a long way on keeping you on track as you head towards being able to throw some heavy tin around and going to take those knocks with getting bigger and stronger. If you're ready to become a renegade, reach out to us at renegadeperformance.co.nz and start a free 14-day trial to see how we can help you break through your plateaus.